This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, very good Saturday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. The Marlins fall to the Rangers last night, 6-2. to two. They dropped game one of this three-game interleague set. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Now the Marlins led twice in this ball game here tonight. They led one nothing in two to one, but this Texas Rangers offense was simply too much for Miami in game one of this three-game weekend series here at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas tonight. This is the tenth inning show I'm with Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Rangers win this ball game tonight by a final score of six to two. And partners, we take a look back. Let's start with Jesus Lazardo. Goes five and a third here tonight. Allows four runs, six hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. He probably pitched better than that, but you got to give a lot of credit to the Rangers. They hit some bad balls out of the ballpark tonight. Yeah, first and foremost, you got to give the Rangers a lot of credit. I mean, it's the best offense statistically in baseball as we speak, not the Atlanta Braves, although I don't believe that. I think I the Atlanta Braves are the class of all of baseball, in my opinion. But the numbers say this Texas Rangers team's offense is just as lethal. I liked Luzardo's stuff today. I thought he had his foot on the gas pedal early with that fastball, 97 to 99 miles an hour. I thought he pitched a decent game here today. Unfortunately for him, only the second time in his big league career he's given up three homers in a game. The last time he did that, it was September 14th, uh, 2020 in Seattle. So he doesn't give up a lot of home runs. He gave up solo shots today, but the, the Marlins, from an offensive standpoint, couldn't get anything going. All right, now on the offensive side, only Jake Berger and Yuli Gurriel, those were the only two regular starters tonight, who did not have hits in this ball game. No multi-hit performers. And for the Marlins, after they collected... Two runs on four hits in the first two innings in this ballgame tonight. They just got three hits the rest of the way. Couldn't really do a whole lot against Jordan Montgomery and the rest of that uh, cast of characters out there in the bullpen for Bruce Bochy. You know, although they clicked on all cylinders right at the trade deadline when they made the uh, the deadline acquisitions with Bell and also Berger, they went out and played a really good game that night, extra inning contest, and it was a really good atmosphere at Lone Depot Park. But by and large, they have not clicked on all cylinders from an offensive standpoint. I know Bell and Berger just got here, but they have to start as a team, yep. starting to gel together, starting to put some at-bats together. Too many times they have runners on first and second and nobody out, and they don't score at least one run. When we watch other teams, they were able to do so by manufacturing some runs. So Marlins just need to get back, in my opinion, Kyle, to doing some of the little things that they did the first half of the year when they won a lot of ball games where they didn't have a lot of bats in the offense. All right, Rod, always good working with you, buddy, and hopefully uh, we can share a win together tomorrow. It'd be nice. It'll be the Marlins and the Rangers at 4.05 Eastern time tomorrow afternoon, 3.05 Central. That's Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff taking a listen to the highlights from this ball game tonight. Montgomery versus Lazardo. The Marlins jumped out to a one nothing lead in the first courtesy of Josh Bell. 
As the next offering to Bell swung on its line towards left center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. It's going to chase Duran all the way to the wall. It's picked up by Tavares. Arise is going to get the wave around third. He's going to score without a throw. Josh Bell, the newcomer, with an RBI double here in the top of the first inning. And the Marlins have an early 1-0 lead. Uh, the Rangers would strike right back in the bottom of the first inning after Jesus Lazardo struck out Marcus Simeon. Corey Seager came just a sauntering to the plate. As Seager swings, he hits a towering drive into the seats and right. And Corey Seager has tied this ball game at one here in the bottom of the first inning. So 1-1 after one, but the Marlins would bounce right back in the top of the second inning with nobody on base and one out. John Birdie came to the plate. Birdie swings and he clocks a ball in the air left field. Deep and gone! John Birdie! Boy, the ball really flies here in Arlington. It's his third bob of the season. The Marlins are back out in front. It's 2-1 to one here in the second. But wouldn't you know it, right back would come the Rangers in the home half of the second inning. They had a runner at first base. That was Mitch Garver with two outs in the bottom of the second inning for Leody Tavares. Here is the 3-2 pitch, and it's swung on. It's whistled towards the gap left center field. This is going to one-hop off the base of the wall. Garcia's going to pick it up. Garver's going to score easily. Marlins got a run in the first. The Rangers got one right back. Miami took a 2-1 lead here in the second. The Rangers get it right back. It's 2-2. And the Rangers, after that, would never look back in this ball game, And that is because they just uh, kept on pouring it on. In the third inning, it was for the Texas Rangers, Adolis Garcia, who had a really big night at the plate. Adolis Garcia swings. He hits a ball in the air down the right field line towards the corner. Fair or foul? It's fair. It's gone. No way. Adolis Garcia just hit a 97-mile-an-hour sinker about up to the rafters, and he just hooked it around that right field foul pole. I have no idea on earth how the heck he just hit that ball and snuck it right down the right field corner. The Rangers have a 3-2 lead. Well, wouldn't you know it, after we got another look at it on the monitors upstairs here, he actually clipped that right field foul pole. Uh, nevertheless, that was just the start to a big night for Adelis Garcia. He homered in the third. It was 3-2 into the bottom of the sixth inning when he was leading off again. Kind of feel good about your chances to win it as the 2-0 offering is clobbered high and deep. Left field, just absolutely forget about it. Where is it going to land? It's into the second deck. The Rangers have clubbed their third homer of the night. Garcia has clocked his second, and Texas leads 4-2. to two. And Lazardo would go five and a third in this ballgame tonight. He allowed four runs, six hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Marlins got the two runs on four hits in the first two innings tonight. They got a hit in the third. They would get another in the seventh and another in the ninth inning, but the Rangers would tack on a few more in the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, let's see here. Jorge Lopez relieved Jesus Lazardo. He would go an inning and a third tonight, and Lazardo allowed a single to lead off the bottom of the seventh inning, courtesy of Leone Tavares, the center fielder, the switch hitter batting ninth, and that brought the leadoff man Marcus Simeon to the plate. Here's a shot down the left field line. That's a fair ball. It's going to chase Brian De La Cruz into the corner. Tavares can really, really fly. They come up with the baseball. Birdies relay to the plate. Not even close. It's an RBI double for Marcus Simeon. He's got his first base hit of the night. It's an RBI double here in the seventh. And the Rangers have extended their lead to 5-2. to two. 
And they would tack on another, a couple of batters later when Natalie Garcia, I'm, ch- I'm sorry, check that. After Seeger grounded out the second base, Josh Young made it 6-2. to And Young swings and he smashes a ball to left on the line. De La Cruz backs up, makes the catch, won't even try to make a throw towards the plate. Sacrifice fly, plates Marcus Simeon. And now Texas leads 6-2. Adelise Garcia would follow with a double, but Nathaniel Lowe struck out, facing A.J. Puck to end any further threat there in the seventh inning. Marlins will go quietly, uh, facing Chris Stratton in the eighth inning. Stratton went back out for the ninth. He allowed a leadoff single to Brian De La Cruz, bounced back to strike out Avi Garcia and Jake Berger. Then John Birdie grounded out to third to end tonight's festivities here in Arlington. Totals from this ballgame for the Marlins. Two runs, seven hits and error. Five men left on base. Rangers, six runs, ten hits and error. Six men left on base here tonight. Total time of game, two hours and 24 minutes. Hot and toasty, 104 outside tonight. But when we played baseball at 7.08, 74 degrees and comfortable inside Globe Life Field tonight. That featured 33,362 crazy fans to watch game one of this three-game weekend series. For the Marlins, Marlins now 58 and 53 this season. The Rangers are 64 and 46. On the mound tonight, Marlins punched out 10, and that means that 250 bucks will be donated to AutoNation Strive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the game one loss to the Rangers. We'll start with Luzardo, eight strikeouts, but did give up the three home runs on what seemed to be for the most part, decent pitches that they got to. Just what are your thoughts on his adding? Uh, yeah, I thought he did, you know, good. Uh, honestly, the, the home run hurt. And it's a home run hitting team, fly ball hitting team. Um, didn't get a ton of ground ball outs. and uh, But he finished guys when he had to. Uh, I thought it was a lot better than his last outing. Um, I, you know, we just couldn't get any hits. I think that was the, that's the main thing. We couldn't get the ball off the ground. It started off good. Um, a lot of weak contact um, throughout the game after the second inning. Um, but I thought Zeus, um, you know, did fine. He just uh, kind of a one of those games where the fly balls, I mean, fly balls and then the home run hurt us. For Montgomery, after you guys got too early, what adjustment did you see him make against you guys? Change up played really well. Um, started using his cutter a little bit more. Um, used uh, the fastball at times to get in on us, but I thought the changeup was really effective. Um, and then finished with the curveball cutter. Um, so I th- thought he did a really good job. Um, first two innings were, you know, some really good at bats, and then you know we just couldn't get the ball off the ground and a lot of a lot of weak contact. Was that more him or you guys with in terms of how things changed after first two in terms of the offense? It was him. Yeah, yeah he, he threw his changeup a lot more um, the second and third times around, and um, and it's credit to him he made the adjustment and and we we didn't really make the adjustment and that was kind of the. Uh, the story of the game. So we've kind of mentioned it already before, but just the way the second half has gone, other teams are helping you out in terms of the stand, you know, picture. Obviously, it's still time, but at what point do you need guys to start, you know, string a few wins together rather than maybe one, one, lose two? We're always trying to win. That that's uh, we're never trying to lose. We're we're trying to win every single game. Um, you know, to say that like, oh, they need a sense of urgency. These guys are playing hard. We're just not winning right now. Um, nothing has changed as far as their effort level, the preparation. Um, you know, we just we're running into some some tough arms, some tough teams, and um, and we got to figure out a way. You're right to string some some wins together, but it's not it's not lack of effort or sense of urgency. Um, um, they're going, they're going about the right way, and and this thing will turn. Uh, I would say, is it because you mentioned the good arms, good teams? Is it a matter of 
now you're getting tests, not that you weren't tested before, but now it's like the margin of error or like you have to be more perfect, whether it's pitching wise, bullpen hitting. That's That's been the whole year. I mean, we had our, the margin of error to win a major league game is small. I mean, you cannot make mistakes and um, good teams, you know, hurt you. Um, we've played some really good teams early on and we beat them. We've sw- swept some really good teams. So that that's no different for me. Um, you know, the margin of error in the major league level is uh, very small and you know, we just we just have to put some. Uh, but I, I think again, and we have guys on base, and you know that extra base hit or something to get the crooked number. We haven't had a crooked number in a while, uh, other than the extra inning game. Um, so you know, something like that would would probably spark the offense to get going. Uh, the seventh thing, the Adoles Garcia, the double, the left center, where Avi and DLC both went for it. Is that just miscommunication with how that one went? Or? Probably. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to ask them. It, you know, as the game is going, you're not asking that part of it. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure out, you know, exactly what what happened. But um, usually, that's what it is in those in those balls in the gap. A starter for tomorrow. Uh, Soriano will start tomorrow. Just how much length can he provide, or how many pitches will he come? Yeah, we'll we'll watch it. Um, so you know, he's he's not built up to 100 pitches or anything, but we'll kind of you know watch it and. Um, you know, I'm not going to give an exact pitch count, but obviously he's not built up to a, a hundred pitch type of outing. So um, we'll just kind of keep our eye on it. Uh, Smelter, the last two games, just what he's been able to provide you to be able to make sure you guys don't have to go to some of your big guys and giving you some quality innings. Yeah, he's guys. been he's been really good. Um, you know, he's been starting the whole year down there too. So to come out of the bullpen um, and be effective in two innings yesterday, and then come back and throw an inning, um, it has been. I mean, punching guys out so he's been really effective weak contact um yeah I'm, I'm 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 proud of him to come back and and help us today because we had a couple guys down and um you know after throwing two innings typically you're down the next day and um to give us one more inning was was big for us you know heading in tomorrow all right jesus lazardo he went five and a third gave up six hits four runs punched out eight couple of just unlucky pitches including Garcia's that drove to right field and hit off the foul pole let's hear what Lizardo had to say after his start Jesus you had the three home runs but eight strikeouts how would you describe this outing uh yeah I mean I feel like my stuff was real good um felt real good felt like I found the zone just um like you said the home run damage uh it's frustrating just when you feel that good and you see the stuff, but um, giving up those three home runs, just, I mean, it'll kill a whole outing. So uh, just frustrated overall. What's the level of frustration when a lot of those pitches that you gave up home runs on, they were, they were good pitches out of the zone. Yeah, um, I feel like that's where the frustration really comes from. Just, I mean, the first home run to Garcia, um, just got to tip your cap. I mean, great, great swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the one to Seager, obviously, you know, MVP caliber player, so he's a great player. And, um, but I, not that upset at the pitch, um, but obviously frustrated about the outing. Despite the frustrations, uh, Skip said he was happy in that that you took a step forward from the last couple starts. Um, what was different for you? Yeah, um, I mean the walks. I cut down the walks, uh, which was something big for me. Uh, I felt like I got into three ball counts a good amount today, but um, I felt like they were less than the last outing. Um, so I just I'm looking to make progress and um, you know just trying to build on every outing, not looking back, and uh, just got to move forward in five days. Where are the challenges of just navigating a lineup like this? Yeah, I mean, um, try not to look at how good of an offense they are. But, um, I mean, that's a great offense with a lot of not many holes, to be honest with you, or any holes. So um, just got to go out there and and, um, be kind of stingy with where you throw your pitches and um, pick and choose certain spots. But uh, when you fall behind, you put yourself in a hole. So kind of have to find the right balance of both of those. How would you assess your second half so far compared to your first? 
um, I mean, not where we want to be, uh, especially, um, you know, team, I feel like we're struggling a little bit, uh, trying to get in the wind column more. Um, and that starts with us as starting pitching. And I feel like I take that, you know, I take that real seriously that um, I got to do a better job of starting off the game and, and keeping us in there longer. Do you feel like you guys are pressing at all, or is there anything different from just the mentality going into games from the first afternoon? out? No, I don't think we're pressing at all. It's more of just, um, I just think, I mean, we're in a tough part of our schedule right now. Um, you know, it's obviously the dog days. We're in August. Um, you know, guys are banged up a little bit. Guys are maybe hurt um, or feeling tired. But uh, I feel like everyone, you know, it's the whole league is like that. So we just have to find ways to, to, to win at this point. Anything specific you could pinpoint for you personally, second half? Um, not really. I mean, the three ball counts are hurting. I felt like earlier in the in the season, I, I was just kind of cruising through games at times. Um, I did have my hiccups, uh, you know, here and there, but um, I feel like the three ball counts and, and getting my pitch count high and um, really not finding that slider um, to put guys away is, is really kind of a challenging part for me right now. Which kind of lends it to not going as deep as you had been more consistently. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, so I mean, for me, uh, I, I, I could care less about like personal, but I want to get as deep as possible just for the sake of you know the bullpen and the team. Thanks, Thanks. All right, we're right back at it this afternoon. It's going to be a 405 first pitch from Globe Life Field, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 3:30. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Outer Nation.